place looks great. Oh, thanks, man. It's all uh, Ikea. Did the whole place for $47. Nice. Yeah. How are the neighbors? Uh, you know, there's an Asian family living next door, but they don't have a gong or nothing, so oh. it's not too bad. That's lucky. Yeah, it is. How's work? You? Yeah, you know, not bad, actually. I, I met a girl. She's a cashier. No way. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, we should double date something. You, me, and Laurie, and uh, well, what's her name? White trash name. Yes. Mandy. Nope. Marilyn. Nope. Brittany. Nope. Tiffany. Nope. Candace. Nope. Don't f me on this. I know shit. All right, speed round. I'm going to rattle off some names, and when I hit it, fucking buzz it, okay? You got me? Yeah. All right, Brandy, Heather, Channing, Brianna, Amber, Sabrina, Melody, Dakota, Sierra, Bambi, Crystal, Samantha, Autumn, Ruby, Taylor, Tara, Tammy, Lauren, Charlene, Chantel, Courtney, Misty, Jenny, Krista, Mindy, Noel, Shelby, Trina, Reba, Cassandra, Nikki, Kelsey, Shauna, Jolene, Erling, Claudine, Savannah, Casey, Dolly, Kendra, Kali, Chloe, Devin, Emily, Luke, Nope. Wait, was it any one of those names with a Lynn after it? Yes. Oh, I got you. Okay. Brandy, Lynn, Heather, Lynn, Tammy, Lynn. Broadcasting from the Live Network Studios in West Atlantic City, New Jersey, it's the Quizzo Trivia Podcast with your hosts, Nick and Drew. To participate, tweet us at Quizzo Podcast or send us an email at info at quizzopodcast.com. That's Q-U-I-Z-Z-O. Now, let's get to the show. All right, man. Happy post-memorial day. All the Quizzo world out there, Nick and Drew, and a special guest in the studio who we'll introduce in a minute. Back with you. How was your Summer's weekend, Summer's here. Oh, dude. it is in full force, was, in full force. Got to so. freeze on the beach on uh, Sunday, but made my uh, pulled porks on the smoker. It was fairly rainy. Kicked I, off uh, summer, as I always do. I escaped to a family event in the uh, great city of Toronto, Canada, and had a heck of a, uh, a four-day swing up there with uh, with my wonderful daughter. So that was quite exciting. Got to go visit our old stomping ground, Syracuse University. And I got to say, Nick, Syracuse looks as good as it's ever looked in a lot of different ways. The campus is uh, fantastic. Lots of new buildings. And, and that's great to hear good. because I haven't been up there, I don't know, how many years ago were almost, we up there? Six? Almost a decade. Well... No, we went up. We saw fish up there maybe like six or seven years ago. Yeah. Was it fish or was it uh, Trey, Mike, and... uh, uh, No, it was fish. Definitely it was fish. We saw them. uh, I remember they opened with Bowie. What was that arena called? The The War? uh, The War Memorial in Syracuse. That's right. Yep, yep. Yeah, real tiny. Of course, we had like great seats. I think we were like eighth row because we got them from Chuck. Yeah, of course. But then we got there and all the seats were just like torn down and there was no like <laughs> it was general admission. It was pretty much general admission. Right. Of course, Be- best seats of our life meant nothing whatsoever <laughs> yeah. to us. So that, that was uh, funny. Well, it's but, good yeah. to hear Syracuse is doing well because all reports you hear is always like, oh, it's a dumb thought. Oh, no, no, I was I carrier. Was... I saw was laying off 600. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't speak to like the local economy or troubles, but as far as like the downtown areas around dinosaur barbecue, there was a ton of new development. In, lofts converted uh, the campus itself looked fantastic so a lot of nostalgia brought back and it was definitely good to get up there so uh, that was good we want to bring in a special guest here and uh, we're going to introduce him uh, as uh, DJ Oz he is one of the uh, newest Quizzo hosts because in fact he's going to host his first trivia game tonight at the famous Tony's Baltimore Grill in Atlantic City New Jersey now DJ Oz is an interesting guy because not only is he a longtime Quizzo player who's uh converted to to host his first game but he is also a longtime mailman and uh, literally delivers the mail so he's going to be one of our segment producers here uh, delivering the mail to nick and i in the form of uh, trivia questions so welcome if you want to say hello 
please. Hello, everybody. Nice to be here. Absolutely. So, you know, Nick, it got me thinking of a, a lot of different things about uh, the Postal Service and what have you. I mean, there's probably tons of stuff that you can ask uh, people who have worked there. But the first thing that comes to mind that I've always wanted to ask is, what have your experiences with dogs been? I mean, have you been attacked, bitten? Do you hate dogs? When you think of dogs, does it scare you? Because all I ever hear is about... Is it the first are... thing you think of when you wake up in the morning? Dogs? <laughs> right. Is it like, what dog How am I going to run it? in today? Like, well, I got to know. What's the truth about dogs in the postal working profession? Now, if anybody who happens to be out there who happens to be managing me in my postal career, dogs, you stay away from dogs all the time. But no, dogs <laughs> are fantastic. Um, very rarely do you come across a dog, in my travels anyway where uh, it's going to attack you or, yeah, you're going to get something that bark. But I've actually been bit once. Oh, wow. Oh, you were bit. Yes, bit once. Uh, it was first year of my career. I was delivering to a place that actually had a gate. Guy came out, had to sign for something, and Rizzi was turning around to go in. A little tiny, like I'm telling you, like two, a little one. two handfuls worth of dog. That's all it was. Came bursting. They're like the nastiest. It seems like the smaller yeah, the yeah, dog, yeah. the you know more You remember all ferocious. those dogs I had like in college with my roommates and whatever else? You know, because we had, like, Taina, Athena. I just kind of remember the smell. And Brandon. Right, 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 right. Dogs. This was before I went through my, like, you know, extreme clean phase where I just, I didn't want everything nice. But uh, in college, you don't really think that way. So we had these no. three dogs. And I remember my dad came to visit us to graduation. And one of my roommate, uh, Trevor, his dog bit my dad and oh, ripped man. a, like, $500 jacket, like, on the on the cuff. It was, like, grabbing it. My dad's like, get this dog off. Get this dog off. Get this dog off. And it was, like, a little, you know, mm-hmm. it was a little run yeah, it, no. it was certainly not a ferocious beast no the dog for sure the tiny little one punctured me a little bit but it wasn't even that bad but other than that no. all right so folks there you have it it's not as bad as you hear for the postal workers now like uh, the whole moniker of a postman in delivering stuff is every day about the weather for you i mean it's basically your mentality totally well let's start with the motto let's start with the motto because sure. we've had this before okay all right Oz, what's the uh oh, what's the... don't don't quiz me on that part it's uh Rain, snow, sleep, something, the mailman will make his rounds. No. Oh, okay, so that's not something you have to, like, oh, memorize. You don't do, like, it's not part of the test. You don't do the Pledge of Allegiance. It's not part of the test? Not part of the test. You don't do no. the pledge in the morning? Like, you guys all, like, line up and you say, no, like, in the movie The Postman with <laughs> yeah. Kevin Costner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah, yeah. not at all. But to answer your question, yes, weather is everything. The first thing I do when I wake up is roll over, pick up my phone, and see what the weather's going to be for that day. That's fantastic. Yeah, so, I mean, seriously, if, if you work outdoors for a living, I think people yeah, so that work indoors take that for granted your whole life is based on so what what's kind like of the best is. weather 60 and overcast to, to me it's like 60 now sunny it's always got to be sunny sunny's okay. the best okay uh, so sunny's better than overcast. to me 65 and sunny is like the best day a slight breeze because um i most people don't realize that there are a lot of walking mailmen still uh, sure still, sure sure and uh i'm one of those i walk uh, half my route is, is walking so yeah so what's worse like 30 or 90 to me, I will take hot weather over cold weather. Okay, all the interesting. Time. Yeah, um, I hate bundling up. I hate wearing gloves to try to deliver uh, the the mail trucks. You know, they have heat, but it's not good heat. They, you know, I, I'd rather just be walking around sweating my butt yeah. off. Than I read today. Okay. I read today. It's ironic because those postal trucks are based on a 1970s engine design that gets roughly about 10 miles to the gallon at best. So I would imagine that Elon Musk is starting to let his brain work a little bit. And as soon as he gets the S, the Model uh, 3, out, he's already, you already see he, oh, wait, his line working. Those postal vehicles are only getting 10 miles a gallon? Here, at best. Every time the ga- cost of gas goes up one penny, it costs the Postal Service $1 million to fuel their vehicles on a day. On a... Per day? Yep. 
about that? I mean, it's time to switch the solar boys. Yeah. <laughs> like, re- really, like that should be the plan is getting rid of those. No, I assume they were getting 30 miles out. a gallon. No, Ooh, not, not no, even close. No. It's based on a seven. Some of them are 30 years old. That They just keep, you know, they're very efficient in terms of like being able to be repaired and, and keep going. But the engine, you can't fix the. The miles per gallon that something like that gets it just wow it is what it is so you learn something new every day uh, you got any interesting postal uh, questions for jason all right so we'll start it off with this guys um right, how am i gonna do this one all right i got it so do you know where i think it's your largest competitor it might be your second largest competitor where fedex is headquartered i know the where answer. is fedex Headquartered? No, I can't say that I do. I know the answer. Okay. I'm pretty sure it is in Tennessee, in Memphis, Tennessee. All right, you're absolutely right. It's Memphis, Tennessee. Yep. Now, this is what I thought was interesting. We were talking a few weeks back about how Atlanta is the hub or the mm-hmm. largest hub, most flights. That's why it's and in I think Memphis. And I, I think I said to you something like, why, uh, why did they pick Atlanta? Is it the weather? All right, so why did FedEx pick Memphis? It's because it's location. It's proximity to all major outlets um it's it's because there's never fog really in memphis and fog is i guess the biggest killer for delayed flights and landings and stuff so fedex picked memphis because of the lack of fog that's interesting never fog yeah there's there's never never fog fog in memphis i just wrote a song a country song (laughs) it's called there's never fog in memphis but there's according to what i learned (laughs) my dog has left the building and now our love is through. Well, it's on this the Mississippi really River, but yeah. there's not, a, I guess, a major body of water, so I don't know if that affects the fog or not. But yeah, Memphis is an awesome city. It really is. I mean, there's a lot of Beale Street's uh, killer town. There's this one little like hotel that I've, that I've been to that has these ducks. Oh, it's not a little hotel. It's a huge it's hotel. It's called the Peabody. Yeah, the Peabody. I've stayed there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's an amazing hotel, yeah, and they sure do the is. duck walk. The duck walk. I've actually heard of that hotel. Yep, yeah. yep. They got this guy, and you can watch the videos on YouTube, but he just leads the ducks right through the hotel uh, every day to the from the fountain to where they go uh, at night. I actually had a funny story. I was going to the Super Bowl in Dallas via Memphis uh, with my wife, and uh, she was... I don't know how, how pregnant at the time. <laughs> she was how pregnant at the time? I'm, Very pregnant. I want no, no. She was only like about a, a month or two in. It was real okay, early okay. on. Right, 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 right. So we get to the hotel and uh, the Peabody. And we go into this room. It was a closet <laughs> with bed, and we heard all about this beautiful Peabody hotel, and we're all excited to stay there. And she's like, "You gotta say something." I mean, we, we did the deluxe. Meanwhile, I'd already put the clothes in right. the closet, <laughs> and I'm like, at this point, I'm like, "Let's just go down to Beale Street." I wanted to go to this place, Rendezvous, for the ribs, and had a whole day planned. I'm like, "You want me to go back down there?" The place is huge. So anyway, reluctantly, I go down, switch out the keys. We walk in to the biggest hotel room I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. It was like the single greatest upgrade I ever, ever had gotten. in my it's life. Like, can you oh, imagine yeah. if you? It was had like kept a king size bed that you had to walk up like three steps just to get up to the oh, bed in a, in a room that was like bigger than any apartment I had lived in. Yeah, and, I stayed uh, in an amazing hotel in Toronto this past weekend um, uh, called the Le Germain, and it was right next to Second City and Wayne Gretzky's. So I have uh, nice. I have some some trivia related to that trip uh, to get to over yeah, the course. But if um, anybody does go to the Peabody, make sure you order a Bloody Mary. Oh yeah, oh, okay. the Bloody Marys in the lobby, the Peabody are. All right, let's do uh, let's do DJ's Oz segment to us. He came with some questions, uh, things that are are going to be interesting, hopefully to all of you. But more importantly, it gives Nick and I a chance to be challenged uh, in trivia ourselves, which is very difficult for us to get to. 
based on uh, our real career quick, professions. Real quick, guys, before we get yeah, off yeah. of this, UPS your biggest competitor or FedEx? Or where are we with that? I would say that UPS would be our biggest that's competitor. What I, that's what I thought. I thought UPS was slightly larger um, than FedEx. I think they handle more packages. Uh, FedEx is our biggest competitor as far as express and overnight mailings go, though. Sure, so. that makes sense. They probably have that reputation. But I think most people who ship ground who, who don't use USPS probably use UPS. So. So is there like camaraderie on the street when you see Brown? I actually want to kill short every shorts. single one that I see. But no, there's a no, there's a lot of camaraderie because we all deal with the same things on a daily basis. Nobody yeah, we, knows. <laughs> yeah, I could, I could totally. It, see it, it's always funny when we drive up and there's a UPS, a FedEx, and a mail truck at the same time, oh, at yeah. the same location. I've actually seen those guys like walk out of different buildings both at the same time, and I've like taunted them. But I'd be like, "You guys want to arm wrestle?" You know, <laughs> is there like a hierarchy? Hierarchy? Like if you see FedEx ground, is it like? Uh, don't even, don't even right, bother right, over right, here. Yeah, oh, he's got, he's got <laughs> one of those cushy express jobs. Thinks he's better than everybody else. FedEx DHL? Express guy. Right, right. One of, one of the best things I love is that Tom Hanks worked for, like, FedEx during in the movie uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Castaway. That's right. That was his whole, his whole little thing there. But uh, it's like product placement used to be very subtle. They were just like, nah, we're going right out the board here. It's like, you're a FedEx employee, and we're going to show you the Memphis headquarters and the president of FedEx and... That was a, a billboard for that company. But um, all right, uh, let's move on to DJ Oz's question to us, and then we're going to hit a couple of uh, topics in the general knowledge uh, category as we get through the Quizzo podcast. We have a lot to get to this week. Uh, it is a very busy week in trivia, and I have a bunch of interesting stuff, as I assume you do as well. But um, this is a segment that we're going to try to do on a weekly basis where we basically get tested uh, by. Uh, by the mailman who's going to deliver us a piece of info. What do you got for us? Let's uh, let's hear. Well, considering I'm a mailman, I figured the first question that I asked you guys uh, have to do with the post office. Makes sense uh, to me. Yeah. Uh, all right. Most people don't know that we are actually not funded by the government. I mean, we used to be, but we're not. We don't get any tax money from any taxpayer whatsoever. We are personally, completely funded by our business, by our sales. I did not know that. All right. So what I thought was that you guys work at a loss. And that the federal government makes up the difference of the loss. Absolutely false. Okay. Wow. Absolutely I false. thought it was like a government-subsidized You know what? That, that should have been my first question. should have been a true false. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> no, that's, that's good stuff. But, uh, but yeah, but anyway, most people think that we're funded by the government, and we're not. Um, something happened. It was a big strike. Um, workers were fed up with, with their wages, and a lot of workers who were working full-time at families had to actually be on food stamps in order to provide for their family. Anyway, there was a great postal strike. What year was that postal strike? The great postal strike of... Right, and Drew. this postal strike... Do you remember this? 19 some old. No, I don't um, think so. I don't think it was that <clears> long ago. I'm going to go 80s because people were striking like crazy in the 80s. Uh, food stamps doesn't sound like a... Uh, Maybe go seventies. Maybe seventy-five. Wait, wait, wait! I'm not in on that seventy-five number. Give me a chance here. Oh, Give me yeah. a chance to think okay. this out. Okay, we're, uh, the whole point is we're supposed to talk well, about I, it. I'm so just, I'm, uh, we're supposed to come up with an answer for him. Well, so. if you, you know, people play quizzo. No, you, you don't just like answer as fast as you can. It's not Jeopardy. Right. You want to try to come up with. It. Now, I feel like I remember something recently where the post office broke off. So you think this is a much more recent phenomenon? I not do. An old one. Okay. I do. I don't remember them actually striking, so... Yeah, I don't remember that either. I feel like so I would like, have been alive if the, uh, I would have remembered right. a strike. All I, right, so I'm off, of the, I'm off of my original thought. So, I'm with you. Before we were born, 70s? Yeah, what did I you say? say? I would say early 70s because that seems like a... 
<laughs> I don't know. I hate to affiliate. He might have nothing to do with it whatsoever. It seems like a Nixony kind of. Uh, see, thing I'm thinking going it was Carter because wasn't that when the gas was through the roof and people couldn't get gas, and I'm sure the cost of the postal service operating was very high. Do you and... want this in a specific year, like um, an it, actual uh, year? It, you, you can get close. I, I would say give or take five years. Either All way. right, I would go seventy-five then. Yeah, I'll go seventy-five so I could bookend it each way. And uh, him saying it's really Nixony is is exactly true <laughs> right, because Richard it. Nixon was the president uh, was in nineteen. 19- 70, yes. which was the, five years. yes, which was the Great Postal Strike. Um, All right. It was actually uh, a little information on it. Uh, it started in New York okay. um, by a guy named by the name of uh, Vince Zambrato, who mm-hmm. wasn't even a president of a branch or nothing. He was just the guy who kind of started it all. Mm-hmm. And um, it got so bad that and it started in New York, like I said, and then spread throughout the rest of the country. Nixon ordered the uh, armed forces to come in and try to separate and deliver the mail to get the mail out in, <laughs> in New York City. And and it is it, it didn't work. It was a big failure, <laughs> big absolute failure. But because of that strike, that's what brought on um, arbitration and all that kind of stuff. It, mm-hmm. it got us to have the job that we have today. And, and so that happened in 1970. So you guys don't get funding. Then what happens when you lose money? Like we do don't it? lose money. Um, the only time that the post office really has ever lost money is when the government, for some stupid reason, under George Bush, uh, Congress passed a law that said we had to prefund our retirement. Uh, which is something that no other company has to do, either from either private or g- in the government, hmm. um, and that was fifty billion dollars. And there's not one company in America or in the world who could prefund fifty billion dollars in ten years. That's five billion dollars a year they want us to do. So in that case, we lost money those years, but operationally, we've always been uh, profitable. Well, even huh? during the Great Recession, operationally, we were profitable. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So you learned something, folks, about the United States Post Office from uh, from the postman. Yeah. So deliver- just happy we were able to get that right. Yeah, love delivering. My, love my we're job. Off to a good, good start. All right, absolutely. All right, so Nick, what do you got for me in the world of general knowledge? You can uh, throw your targets uh, out at me, and uh, DJ Oz is going to stick around for this uh, webcast. So if we have, uh, uh, you're going you're gonna to play uh, rotating quarterback. So if you want to help Nick uh, come to an answer with stuff that I give him, and and vice versa, help me with stuff he gives to me. Uh, we can do that. But basically, we play this game against each other and try to give you questions that are coming up on upcoming Quizzo games. So we'll start off uh, with what you have. All right. So we'll go with uh, something I like to do, my favorite headline of the week. Okay. Nick's favorite headline. You can uh, fill in the blank for me on this one. Go for it. All right. Texas teacher suspended after presenting a student the most likely to become a blank award. <clears throat> Texas teacher suspended after presenting student with a most likely to become a blank award. See, my immediate reaction is prostitute. <laughs> That's the first thing that comes to my mind is the word prostitute. Now, I don't think that's the answer. I'm going to tell you that, but I just think from a humor standpoint, I had to get that one out there. But would I mean, clearly that's worth a suspension, but would, would a teacher be that stupid? The question that I have is, is this one of those things where it's something that seems very innocuous to us but was taken to offense, and that's what I makes I mean, do us... you want me to go multiple choice for you on this? Yeah, so this can... might be worthy of it yeah. because it's yeah. too broad. Right, right. There's too many, there's too many possibilities. So sure. We're going to go with this. Uh, your choices just, are— Just real quick. It was not prostitute. <laughs> Well, I'm going to give you the choices, and then you can tell me. The prostitute is still board. There's a chance. Yeah. I will go with uh, multiple choice. Most likely to become a stripper. Basically, the same thing. Most likely to become transgender. (laughs) Now, honestly, that's what came to my head. Sure. Or most likely to become a terrorist award. Oh. You see, you threw a curveball there. Those uh, Those are two very suspendable things. 
I'd say transgender issues in Texas hot button. I'm going with with transgender. Yeah, that's the first thing that popped in my mind. So that's what I was going to go with too. All right. Well, obviously the teacher was suspended for this, but I can't even imagine how this came about. She gave a student a most likely to become a terrorist oh award. That's I mean, horrible. Are you kidding me? That's what horrible. is wrong with people? <laughs> what was the student's makeup? I mean, were they just? Like, oh, it, <laughs> did she did she specify what type of terrorist? A domestic terrorist? No, I think a, it's just one of those superlatives. At the end of the oh. year, you give you know. Maybe she. Knew maybe something. he was. The, maybe he was the trouble child, or she was the trouble child. Yeah, I, I don't know the details. I just excellent reinforcement. That. Good. This is good what teaching. we have in our uh, good. Maybe, good teaching out maybe there. Maybe one of his essays gave away something. Oh my god! I don't even know what to say to How that. How about suspended? Is only the aren't you just out the door? Like, what do you have to do to get fired? <laughs> I assume that teacher probably has tenure. Um, <clears throat> I wish I had like a better segue for what I want to get to. That just, one, that just one is it. so off, uh, and, and this one is so different than everything I was going to talk about as far as a, a general knowledge topic. But uh, you know, one of the the places, one of the first places that I passed on the way on this trip was Pennsylvania, and you know, I kind of got nostalgic about um, about Penn and then Syracuse and the places that I went to school. But uh, it, it got me thinking. Um, I was reading a list of medical devices. Okay. Uh, common medical devices that are used and their origins. And I was trying to figure out how long certain things have been in public use uh, that we take for granted that, you know, fix things. And I came across one um, and I said, you know, I cannot believe it. The inventor of this is Ben Franklin. And I never knew that. And like, I'd started to get me think how many different things has this guy actually invented that people don't even know uh, that, that he came up with. So did he come up with pen? Yeah, he invent. Well, I mean, University of Pennsylvania is he founded it. He did. Yeah, he's okay. the fa- he's the founder of the University right. of Pennsylvania. Yeah, I didn't know that so, for sure, but I thought yeah, that. Yeah, a- that's what absolutely. I was so I have a a crazy list of the different things that Ben Franklin has created, but I want to see if you can figure out which medical device this was. And I'm going to give you a clue. It was used by him to deal with his brother John's bladder stones. Oh, fun times, right? Jeez. Bladder stones, right? Can you imagine his brother has like this pain, and Franklin's like, "All right, I'm gonna hook you up, bro." I'm gonna... Yeah, like in 1750, um, did they right. deal with bladder stones? It's <laughs> like that, that, that dude's just did whining you even in the know corner. What was going on? I thought they used whiskey to treat <laughs> bladder stones. You know, eels uh, on his. You know, like how do you even begin to think in that? Yeah, like 200 years before Ben Franklin, they just burned you at the stake if you <laughs> had bladder stones. Bladder stones. He's a witch. <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you had a splinter, they cut off your hand. Yeah, <laughs> that's, right. that's, 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 that's the method. But nah, so. Can you can you think of the medical device that he invented oh, used to treat his brother's bladder stones in 1750? Is it like one of these horrible devices that no, they use on people? It's, it's a word that you hear all the time, all the time in medical te- in medical terminology, and it's it's standard. I mean, it's something that's you know that's standard. I mean, the fact that it's a device is what what device do they use to treat? I mean, I what do you got, Oz? Anything you know for what? me here? I, I wish I did. I'm not a big fan of hospitals or medical shows. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right, I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess okay. this. But I, I don't, I don't, I'll just go with catheter. It's the catheter. All right. All right. That's Boom. Right. That's, a, that's a good one. Yeah. Franklin invented the catheter. He invented ridiculous stuff, like an insane amount of things. Did he invent daylight savings time? That's actually an interesting thing. So – I was like, all right, well, here's all the things that he invented, and I have some interesting ones we'll get to. But one yep. of the things that everybody attributes him to inventing is daylight savings time. turns out not only did he not invent it, it right. wasn't invented until much more recently. But the reason why everybody thinks he did is because he wrote a satirical article for one of these newspapers that he, that he created about daylight savings. And he called it daylight savings. And in it, he proposed all of these insane things like – 
you know, basically walking around to every person in the neighborhood and screaming in their window to get them up early so that they don't be lazy. <laughs> like, it wasn't like, here's an actual plan. So he coined the term daylight savings Got in it. an article and people just attributed it to him. But it wasn't, if you read through that whole thing, it's very funny. I mean, he's got an incredible sense of humor, but it had nothing to do with a real plan for, you know, adjusting based on. Uh, what All right, you I got need a to few do. I know I can contribute to them, right? Bifocals. Okay. Yeah, bifocals, one of the biggest ones. Obviously. The Franklin stove. The Franklin stove. One? The Franklin stove is, I mean, used widely uh, by basically now, did everybody he for a hundred years. Discover electricity. Is basically with the kite in the key. Yeah, he he was the first person to really discover electricity for all intents and purposes. His put to put his theories to test. I've got one that has to do with me. What you got? He's the first postmaster general of the post office. Boom! He you is. got it. Yes, he absolutely is, and that's that was my tie yes. into you. That's why you're you threw me off <laughs> as far as like going full circle, but. There, there was a couple uh, interesting ones that I thought. Um, uh, the one that really, really blew me away was he invented swim fins. So, like, really? swimming fins, like, when you go in, your in the water like on your feet. feet. Yeah. He was the first person to come up with, like, he was an avid swimmer, and he came up with, uh, you know, a way to basically have, like, a light board and then swim fins on your feet to yeah. mimic a... So that's something you see basically all the time, <laughs> and I don't think anybody yeah, like, no, was the no, first person to come up with that. Before. Yeah, so there is uh, Ben Franklin and some of the amazing things that he's put together. Um, you know, he's done obviously different stuff as well. Uh, the odometer, he invented really? the yeah. odometer. So there, there's another one, um, and uh, his one of his favorite inventions was a musical instrument. You remember the name of that? Nope. Yeah, neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it, it was um, it was a musical instrument called the harmonica and it was sort of a very bizarre uh glass set of tubes that you could run a uh, uh sort of a you know a, a device over that made sounds that were very uh you know futuristic so uh, that was one of the things that he was most uh, proud of and you know franklin really uh, i mean the amount of things that he's contributed to american society and to the world in general is just really second to none and uh, there's a lot we have to be thankful for him. So that was the, the biggest thing that I had in general knowledge. Um, I think just for time's sake, because we did so many different things, we're going to hit sports now, which is you know, probably my favorite thing to hit anyway. And um, <clears throat> on my trip to Canada, Nick, I stayed directly across the street from Wayne Gretzky's uh, uh, sports bar and grill. And it was right in the What's home. it called? The Great One? It's called Wayne Gretzky's Sports Bar and Grill. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Original. And Original. Um, I got to be honest with you. I hope it's still there the next time I'm 99s? there because I did not see a person there in Are you three days. It was. Wow. What, was everybody at Tony Hortons? Yeah, at Tim Hortons. Tim, Tim Hortons. Hortons. <laughs> Tim Hortons. <laughs> There's Tim Hortons, by the way, now the entire way up. Oh, yeah. Like it's 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 uh, the, the whole way up is is Tim Hortons. So, you know, they've they've made their way. It's the Canadian Dunkin Donuts. Tim Horton was a hockey player, by the way. So in case you're curious, uh the famous hockey player, and he's got a chain of Dunkin' Donuts. Well, he had a chain. Yeah, they're they yeah. sold out. I remember looking this up, but it's brutal. It's oh, much he's... along the McDonald's brothers line. Oh, of yeah, like, yeah, so yeah, he's yeah, the like... name of the right, but the donut, but he has nothing. Yeah, I mean they he's... sold it in maybe the sixties or seventies. Oh, got geez. a million bucks, and now it's a two billion dollar company. Yeah, and he just has like to go that. see the torture. Well, maybe he could do. My numbers are wrong, but my, my memory. Sure, sure, sure. But if you're Tim Horton, I'm up. sure you get appearance money. Like people want to, you know. Well, he's dead, isn't he? Oh, well, there you go. He's not getting any appearance, money, appearance so money. I don't think you have to worry about it. It's just, you know, Tim Horton Jr. That's really the one that's pissed off. Um, but, you know, Wayne Gretzky's was there. It was right next to Second City. 
Um, but going uh, – and actually, I shouldn't say that because the times that I passed by Gretzky's during Blue Jay games, it was packed. Yeah, Horton right in died show. in 74. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's, it's been a while. It's, it's been, been a while we have to worry about uh, Horton's feelings about uh, the loss. <laughs> but uh, I'll tell you what, though. Nick, you, that story is very much an inspirational point for one of the projects that we're working on, which is the TV show. So I don't want to give too much away to the future of uh, uh, Quizzo audience, but Nick and I do a lot of things in our in our spare time in terms of writing and developing, and one of the things we've created is a television show that has a lot of humorous elements about the cultural differences between Canada and the United States that has never been explored. But uh, Tim Hortons and that concept in general is a good one. Um, but it got me to thinking about Wayne Gretzky, because <clears throat> I was across the street from Wayne Gretzky all day, uh, and I went back and started looking at some stats of Wayne Gretzky's. And I got to tell you, as good as people think he is and, like, remember him to be, he was even better than that. Yeah, and, the only and, person that I can even compare him to statistically is Jerry Rice in a different sport, where it's like he is so beyond anybody that had come before him or since – there's no chance of catching so any the, of these So the question I think you're going to get in a game has to do with his Stanley Cup wins. And it turns out he only had one real run of Stanley Cups. And you know how many total victory, how many totally total Stanley Cups Wayne Gritsky won in his career? All right. So, so that's, that's the actual question. But then I'm, I'm, I'm not the biggest hockey fan, stuff. but I definitely have a thought on this. And neither am I. And he did most of his winning probably right around the time I was born. So uh, <laughs> I would say... I have a guess, but it, I would say... What's your guess? And we'll work from there. Around three. Okay, I think he won four. Uh, yeah. The answer is four. Yeah. And I think he won four in a row. Yeah. yeah. So, Which is interesting. But this Which is what's incredible. he played a long time without winning one. So they lost um, the first Stanley Cup to the Islanders. And mm -hmm. then they came back and won four in a row after the Islanders won. Um, but during those years, what Wayne Gretzky accomplished was absolutely insane. So <clears throat> first four years in the league... First three years in the league, I should say, um, was nothing really special when it comes to the minor leagues. You, you probably – he had one season injured, but he had 46 and 43 goals. So that was actually pretty incredible, his first two uh, years in the minor leagues. That was 79 and 80. Then he gets to Edmonton in 1980. And listen to this, all right? Year one, 51 goals, 86 assists. Year two, 55 goals, 109 assists. Now comes the run of Stanley Cup wins. Ready? 92 goals, 120 assists. Right, So, and 92 is still the record right. today? Yes. 71 goals, 125 assists. 87 goals, 118 assists. 73 goals, 135 assists. By comparison, okay, so, and when he did this, he was uh, 21, 22, 23, 24 years old, mm -hmm. okay? By comparison, Sidney Crosby, okay, any guess what he did in his peak years, 20, 21, 22, 23 years old? I don't know exactly what you're asking me. You want me to guess I want total? To get, of, I want you, of, to, of, guess you want to guess Sidney Crosby's best year versus Wayne Gretzky's best year. All right, year. so what was Sidney Crosby's best year? Best year. As far right. as goals, Which assists, came, and points? Yes, and it, right. came, it came right in that. Okay. Age group in terms of how old he was. All right, has Crosby ever scored 60 goals? Uh, no, okay. I'm, I'm pretty sure no. So I, I would say maybe 52 goals? I don't even know if he scored 50. If it, uh, um, maybe right around there, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll go lower if you want. but No, no, I would, I would say around 50 would be my guess. I don't know if he scored too much. You're and, almost dead on. Okay. Yeah, 51. All right, okay. good. Yeah, All right. yeah, yeah. so 51 enough. goals, 58 assists. Yeah, because I don't think he's really gotten up to the higher goal 
plateau. Yep, that was 2009, right, 2010. That was his best statistical year. And like people talk about he's the next Wayne Gretzky. Yo, there is no, no next Wayne Gretzky. He was in another planet his, with what he was doing. His assist totals this year, I'm pretty sure most guys don't get above that total points anymore. Like total point All right, so here, here's one for right you guys. Right, right back at you with uh, Wayne Gretzky here. So points are goals and assists combined, right? right? Mm-hmm. And we all know Wayne Gretzky school, scored the most goals in history. Mm-hmm. If you took away all of Wayne Gretzky's goals, where would he be on the all-time list in points? Number one, still, by a wide margin. Number one. <laughs> by a <laughs> wide margin. If you took margin. out all the goals. Got rid of all of them. He's still the all-time and he's, points he's still, And he's still the number one goal scorer in history, right? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. No yeah. question. So you can take away the number one goal scorer. <laughs> all the goals, and he's still number one in points. All time. I mean, here, it doesn't even make any here, sense. Here's how you go down the list. 43, 51, 55, 92, 71, 87, 73, 52, 62, 40, 54, 40, 40, 31. You know, then he, he started to go decline, but even his terrible years, it was like 38, 23, 25, 23, so he's still scoring. You know what I mean? That's still, like, impressive. Most guys, if they have a 25-goal year, it's like, that dude had 25 goals this year. He's, like, fantastic. That was like, Gretzky could barely, you know, he could barely get out there on skates, and he's putting 25 goals past people oh, at 40 amazing. years old. I loved it when his, uh, I guess he's not his son-in-law, but his daughter's boyfriend, who they have kids. Did they ever get married? I yeah, don't I know. Yeah, I think so. Oh, did they he's get married? a golfer, married? right? Yeah, remember when he like choked at uh, one of the majors? He just choked coming down the stretch, and it's like, imagine you got to go home to Wayne Gretzky oh, <laughs> after no. like you couldn't hit a ball. It was like two hundred yards, on, son. Two putt for the win. You're like, gonna, you're gonna look do at what that I, to my family. Oh man, living yeah, up so. to that guy's. Uh, no, nah, it's just I mean, the great one is really he, de- he deserves that that nickname. Uh, what do you have for me in sports? I got one more thing for you that we'll hit after, but uh, let's see what you got for me. All right, so finally, the NFL has loosened its reign on touchdown celebrations. Can't wait. So exciting. Can't wait. (laughs) Uh, What took them so long? I have no idea. But I do give the NFL credit. I'm really annoyed that they're lowering overtime to 10 minutes. I do not understand that at all. There's nothing worse than watching a football game and it ends in a tie. They should do away with the tie altogether, and now you're only going to get 10 minutes decided. And it's not sudden death. Doesn't make any sense. It whatsoever. makes no sense to me. But this rule change, I do love. So okay. anyway, here we go. They did a list in honor. Uh, I think the site's called For the Win. Okay. Com of the fifteen greatest touchdown celebrations of all time. Okay. Okay. You got the list. Picture it now. Listen to this. Yep. Two people accounted for four each. Oh my god. So eight of the fifteen greatest touchdown celebrations. Shared by two players. Name them. I've got an idea. Yeah. Um, geez. So, you know, there's a lot of in- very interesting individual ones that, that come to mind that I can think of. Um, like, T.O. stands out with, with a lot of T.O.'s definitely one that he's done between the star and placing it on the star. You're oh, absolutely that, right, T.O. And, no and, way and my can. absolute favorite, which did not come number one on the list, but my absolute favorite was when he spiked the ball in the star. Oh, oh my yeah. God. And that's, that is the greatest. That's, <laughs> and I'm no fan of T.O. No, but, but that yeah, really. That was great. I'm pretty sure it was him who got the pom-poms and, and, and did the dance with the pom-poms. I, I, everything he yeah, did was remember. Out. When T.O. spiked the ball, when he uh, when he spiked the ball, it wasn't when he was playing with Dallas. No, 
No, he was a visitor. He was an eagle. No, he was with the Niners. Yeah, he was with the Niners when yep. he did that, and that's what made me love it. He went. He went to the star yep. twice that game. He went to the star twice that game. Scored one touchdown. Went to the star, and then. And, and do you remember who knocked him out? I do not remember who knocked. Oh man, what was it? Was it Leon Lett? No, it was a defensive back named. Oh, he's a good player. George Teague is that? Yeah, yeah, George yeah. Teague, sure, yeah, sure. George Safety. Teague laid him out before he could get out there the second time. Absolutely, I think Emmett went and spiked it on the star after To, and gotcha, then To gotcha, gotcha. wanted to make another yes. shot at it, and George Teague cleaned his clock on the <laughs> way out. <laughs> yes. uh, like no, this ends here. Um, one of the ones that I know is sort of an individual one would be uh, the Icky Shuffle. I would assume that's somewhere on the list, if if only in a single instance. It's not the one I'm guessing it has. All right, so I did look at the list of the 15, and I, I'm surprised because the, it, the Icky Shuffle was not on there. But if you remember, that was sort of a, a routine yeah, yeah. that was done over and over that's again. Like yeah, yeah. This bird. list did not combine like it was the— was like Fridge, William so like Refrigerator, the, uh, Perry's— uh, Nope. Joe Horn and his cell phone's got to be That on was there. number one. Yeah, that, that's Joe my Horn's favorite cell phone. of all time. Is it yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, okay. The Sharpie. Who did the Sharpie? Was it T.O.? T.O. did the Sharpie. Yeah, so I think that might have been number two on the right, list. Right, so that's probably on there. So who got oh, that? Oh, I, I know the second guy. I'm pretty sure. I know Go for it. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure it's probably uh, Ocho Cinco, Chad. Yeah, Chad Johnson. Absolutely. Good job. Good get. Yeah, yeah. So shout out to Ocho Cinco, who's, by the way, a huge FIFA player. I don't know if you know this, but he spends most of his day just playing soccer online against people and talking trash to them. But He's a uh, he's a huge fan. I spent a lot of time explaining to Oz uh, soccer and the entire structure of it. I know that's like oh, something soccer. Just, oh. Another four dead this <laughs> week <laughs> in uh, Honduras because well, of the soccer match. That's, uh, you can't help that. But uh, I was just excited because I was in Toronto and Arsenal. I have to give them a, sh- a proper shout out. Uh, won the FA Cup. Oh, yeah, they that's your the, team, right? That's my team. And they won the FA Cup, which is basically. What have they uh, won that? Four out of the last five or three something? Three out of the last four. And now they've won more than any other team in history. So that was like put them. Their manager has so you're won pretty much more like than the Yankees fan. You're pretty much a Yankees fan when it comes to. Yeah, not really, though, because I was explaining the most interesting <laughs> thing about English soccer is in England, they get no credit for winning the FA Cup. In England, winning the league is all that matters. Oh. And Chelsea won the league what two out of the last three years. For? Uh, football Association. So it's like uh, their tournament. Uh, structure. You see, what happens there is they have like a regular season, and that goes on all year. Yeah, this whole and soccer the way the it's end. all set up. It just and then there's the tournaments and then the seasons. <laughs> and then, and, I mean, it's just it's just terrible. Yeah, well, it's a it's a good uh, comparison. It's interesting to listen to, but uh, yeah. So uh, nonetheless, I'm still giving a shout out to Arsenal and Arsene Wenger, who won his seventh FA Cup most ever. All Not right, that I, you're going to see that anywhere. I got to get to a couple of things. That's here. a personal stuff. Go Sports, for it. I'm going to just keep going. Yep. All right. So uh, anybody who's Played fantasy football with Drew and I is very familiar with our team name, which we've used consistently for years now. Absolutely. Drew, what do we call it? Cromarty's Kids. Did you see our boy is back in the news? My boy, his 14th child. <laughs> On the way. 14th and child. And he's had a vasectomy. That's great. That, would, that may be the best part. I think he had like eight kids when we named ourselves Cromarty Kids. He, he's, had, <laughs> he's had four since he got his vasectomy. Yeah, right? He had twins after the vasectomy. It, it was like... We named ourselves Cromartie Kids. A year later, he can't name his kids on the news. And we're like, all right, I guess we're going to be Cromartie's kids forever now. And then he's had like six children When he had the vasectomy, I was... I was going to bury the name because I felt like that was sacrilege at this point. You know, he had he ended it. We should end it. And then he had twins after the vasectomy. <laughs> I was like, this name lives on forever. It doesn't matter if he tries it again. Like, you know, now he's up to 14. But God bless him. The guy's got money now. He, he saves. He learned how to keep his, his house in order. 
and the kids will do fine. I mean, he can put his own football team together. One of those Cromartie kids is going to end up in the NFL. You realize that. Like, the odds are <laughs> they're Well, yeah, because the high. Cromarties have a lot. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Dominic yeah, Rogers, like, they, they're, that There's family another lineage has, has strong genes. He I mean, just wanted to make sure it was around for a long while. Yep. I mean, yep. Cromartie's kids, it really just, that was one of the greatest hard knock scenes of all time. Just the look of anguish on his feet, face as he's going kid by kid trying to remember each one in their age. Uh, and something, God forbid somebody's like, you know, any of their favorite anything. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, I'm just trying to, like, you, you know, like, how do you, I don't even know. I don't even I don't know, even man. Know. I can I can barely handle my one. And uh, let, me, let me go true false on you guys, and then I'll leave it. you alone in the sports department. Yep, we got to move to uh, geography. History. True or false? Okay. This is the first time in NBA history the same two teams have met three times in a row in the NBA Finals. True or false? This is the first time in NBA history the same two teams have met three straight times in the NBA Finals. I'm going to say false. I, I feel like Lakers Celtics probably pulled that off, and Celtics versus anyone when they won all of those tournaments year after year, or all of those uh, finals year after year after year. I don't know. I don't know. My gut tells me false, but it's a weird question to ask if it's false. It is a weird question to ask if it's false. I, I think I was going to go with true, because I think every time that Lakers and uh, Celtics met, there was always some other team that kind of snuck their way in there, like the Sixers or the Trailblazers or something like yeah, that. I certainly don't remember it in the Bulls days or anything like that, but there's... Definitely not in the Bulls days. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. All right, so I'm for, go... for the sake of going anti, we're going to say true. All right, you guys got the right answer. All right. <laughs> I thought I had you, and Sweet. I think everybody's going to think of those Celtics and Lakers runs. They went four out of five together, but oh, somebody go. got there in the middle. I think the Houston Rockets beat the Lakers One during year. that 80s run. And then they also met a bunch in the 60s. Sure. But, again, it was something like you know, four out of, four out of five. Ne- never did it three years in a row. So, Good yeah. stuff. Um, all right. I had a couple things in geography, history, and then we could uh, do your stuff and get to entertainment. Um, you know, this was actually something that was – Funny to me. I think everybody in the world knows who the first president of the United States was, right? I mean, even if you're not American. Is that no, no, no. I'll bet you you could ask Americans that don't know who the first president of the United States was. Really? Absolutely. Wow. Nowadays? I Have you ever listened to those out-on-the-street segments where they go out and ask people stuff? Yeah, we're going to start doing that, by the way. <laughs> I, got, I got a couple friends out in Santa Barbara, a couple of girls that are ready to do some out-on-the-street segments on the boardwalk and see how little people know You got a couple trivia. of girls out in Santa Barbara? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got, a couple, I got a couple of friends that are going to run some segments for this us out there. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a good they're, they're, good on, they're on standby. Uh, Santa Barbara's a nice town. I think most people in Santa Barbara know who the first president was. You got to get a couple of girls... Out Long Beach, <laughs> <laughs> find out who knows what. Well, it's you know, it's also youth. I want to see what young people know uh, versus versus. I think older people will know that because you really have to be a functional member of society at some point to earn money. And if you don't know who the first president of the United States is, but I think what, the point I was making is, I think almost nobody outside of the country of Canada knows who the first prime minister of Canada is. The first prime minister of Canada. Right. Jeez, I don't even know if I know the prime minister right now. Is it Thoreau? Yeah, Trudeau. Trudeau. Trudeau, Trudeau. Yeah, yeah not, not Henry David the Thoreau. The first Justin prime minister Trudeau. of Canada. Right. No, oh. that is just like an absolutely right. Okay. So the way awesome. I'm, the way I'm going to ask this question is I'm going to give his name and I'm going to ask where is he the was first the first pr- prime minister of what? what country? And I bet you people don't even let get me get it. his name. 
John McDonald. No. Whoa. I, I think people are going to go Scotland, Australia, yeah. New yeah. Zealand. Because like. you think of Canada, if anything, maybe you're thinking French right. or something. Right, right, right. So you're not thinking McDonald. So no. John A. McDonald was not only the first prime minister of Canada, but I think he was also the third prime minister of Canada. They liked him so much they brought him back. But uh, there's a little trivia for you. Um, one of the things that I did pass on the way up to Toronto and the drive up there is really quite incredible. In addition to, like, a ton of vineyards, which I didn't even know Canada had. They have literally, like, 30 miles of nothing but vineyards on both sides of uh, one of the Great Lakes. But they had a, a huge boulevard called Tesla Boulevard. And, uh, you know, I'm a huge fan of Tesla uh, as far as a modern company. But it really got me thinking about Tesla uh, in general. And he had one of the most incredible things that I think no one knows about in the world that he was developing. And basically, it got cut off from a funding standpoint. Uh, by J.P. Morgan, I'm pretty sure, was was the uh, financer. But for 30 years, he was working on a system of wireless transmission of power. And he created this insane uh, thing called the um, uh, this insane tower uh, that was uh, built in upstate New York where he basically conceived of a way to wirelessly transmit power through the sky. Um and you want to talk about some serious mad scientist stuff. It never got operational, and it was never functional, but he was pretty sure he had it. And then, you know, he had one of the most bizarre endings of his life. He just basically died penniless, uh, living hotel to hotel in New York, running up tabs and then leaving. Uh, and it wasn't until, like, huge number of years later that the factory that he had in upstate New York, which was turned into a photo factory, people started finding all this old stuff that he had developed uh, and created. Uh, and these drawings were like, what is this stuff? Yeah, and I forget the history, uh, his specific history, but I think just like Edison drove him nuts. Well, yeah, it's actually and funny because he licensed didn't patents. Didn't he have a to, lot of patents that He licensed just got patents robbed. to Westinghouse Electric in 1888 on his newly invented alternating current electric right, the system, AC, the AC DC. system versus the DC system. So uh, one favored AC, one favored DC. Current, right. Yeah, and I, I kind of got a lesson about how all that. And did Marconi steal the radio from him, too? He battled Marconi, but that was. Marconi basically won out the contract to handle. Um, uh, wireless transmission of communications through telegraph and that was where he made his millions and and uh tesla was trying to create a uh comp uh, competing company to marconi um you know through that but it basically lost funding and then it it'll got be scrapped. great if tesla becomes one of the biggest best companies in the world and he ends up going down as a much more famous person than he was in his lifetime because he yep. just got tortured by these other guys throughout his yeah, life he really was like something special and like think about it we have not invented wireless transmission of power. That doesn't exist. This guy probably was there. He probably had it and just wasn't giving all of, you know, the answers because he was, you know, petrified that somebody was going to steal it. Right. Uh, because everybody else was stealing everything else he did. So, you know, one of the great stories of uh, of immigrants into America, too, because he wasn't, you know, and he worked for um, – he did work for Edison. Uh, people are curious about that. He worked for Edison for as a machinist for a while. So, um, all right, what do you have in geography history before we move on to entertainment? All right, so um, I hope you guys saw this. Um, what organization just had to close its doors after 146 years? Hmm. What organization just had to close its doors after a 146 years? Organization, I mean, could that be the circus? circus. The first yeah. thing that comes to mind yeah. is Ringling Brothers That's and Barnum and Bailey Circus. Yeah, so May 21st, 2017, yep. Ringling Brothers closed. And I was wondering, like, 
Is it because of the mistreatment of the elephants and that sort of boycott? Is that what nah, ultimately the did the circus in? That, but that's, they did an interview with the guy, and that's what killed him off. They said they didn't think that getting rid of the elephants would have had such an impact. Right. But, but, but it did. But, but it but, did. And, I was at the second-to-last elephants uh, performance uh, with my daughter. She wow. got to see it, the, the, the second-to-last one, which came to Philly. Yeah, I mean, no elephants. There, but, I mean, there were pro, but there were protesters outside. A lot of it was like sure. so that's what know, I was people thinking. riding protesters in motorcycle cages and, and tigers and right. stuff like that. So it's got me thinking about protests. And is there any group that should be boycotted more than the Nazis? I mean, that's no, number would, one, right? I would imagine that I, we I, should immediately say no Nazis. Yeah. I, I, no yeah. Nazis, right? There's yeah. no argument. This is All right, well, how about this for you guys? More unanimous opinion. <laughs> the 14th largest company in the world. The okay. 14th largest company in the world. Okay. Was started by Nazis. Oh, fantastic. Got a guess for me? Volkswagen. Volkswagen. <laughs> the People's <laughs> Car, 1936. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> absolutely right. It is the largest car company in the world, yeah. started by Nazis. But, it's up to the 14th largest company But this in the is world. different times now, Nick. It's not the same. <laughs> it's not the same, Nazis. These are nicer people. So, so the circus couldn't handle the elephants, but, but, but the Nazis Volkswagen, still Yeah, but they cars. invented the Beetle, and people were like, you know, it's the Nazis, but the cars. So Her, Herbie. Yeah, the engine in the back. <laughs> you can't hate Herbie. The trunk in the front. You know, I mean, ger- honestly, every German I've ever met has been insanely friendly and nice. I ha- like, it, it's bizarre to think about what that was. Gotta, in you think they're overcompensating they, they make for, up for it. maybe, <laughs> I guess, but like, you know, I don't know. I just, it's just very, it's very strange to think about. Like, can you picture modern Germany going back into that? Because I can't. Because, mm-hmm. like, I picture. Uh, basically, Mike Myers, like you know, do you want to touch my monkey more th- more than anything else when it comes to? Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't think Angela yeah. Merkel is planning on uh... right. She doesn't strike me as uh, the same, but you know, we do love Germany, and and I'm a big fan of Bundesliga soccer. Ha, another thing for <laughs> you know, you guys that you. Hate. Well, aren't they the defending World Cup champs? Yeah, Germany uh, trounced uh, Brazil in one of the craziest. Why do games I know I've so much about soccer? Life. Yeah, because you've, to... you've been hanging around me. <laughs> I get I mean, this yeah. out of my head. You know why? Because I think I'm going to be able to develop a niche as an American who knows something about soccer talking about it because I, I don't have a lot of competition. There's not a lot of knowledge amongst yeah. Americans yeah, about world it's soccer. It's so, you. Right. It's, it's me and like <laughs> six guys that used to play international soccer. Um, all right. So let's move on to entertainment. We got a, a bunch to get to. Um, you know, we we really we did this as a picture round this past week, so it's not going to give you any particular clues uh, for the upcoming week. But we forgot to talk about last week the passing of Chris Cornell who was one of my absolute favorite musicians of all time. That whole scene of music in the early 90s, I think, uh, you know, uh, with Nirvana yeah, he was Seattle, and Soundgarden right? and just, you know, that, that entire period was a really good time for music in general. And there was kind of like a, a parallel music scene that I was into emerging at the time between Blues Traveler and Fish and Dave Matthews Band uh, that was going concurrently with, with the grunge scene. Uh, but there was a little bit of overlap. Yeah, alternative music, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it was just really the birth of that. And it was away from more than anything the, you know. You were more into the pop alternative. Yeah, I would say so, probably. I didn't have very good taste. But, but at Total least it got me Rocket out of, was yeah, a big favorite of yours, right? When very I met much you? so. Very much so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Embarrassing bands like them and Hootie and the Blowfish and stuff like that. Oh, you know, I've, I've seen Hootie, Hootie live. Hey, Hootie. man. Hootie is. That first know. album, I'll it was still a Good album, that. dude. I'll Come take on. that to the. Cracked Rear Yeah, Cracked Rear It was a great album. Desert Island. I remember being with this guy. He told me how the second album was going to be terrible. Right. Like, what are you talking about? He's like, I think it was like, you know, I was young. What were we, 16, 17 yeah, when that came early. out? And I was sure, like, sure. oh, Hootie and the Bluff is the best band. And the guy's <laughs> like, what are you? Dude, like, they're, 
they, he's like, they'll, they'll they never put out a second album. You know, it's like that's how it works. And that second album came out. I was yeah, like, was oh, just that nothing. guy's right. Yep. <laughs> that guy actually. And now he's right on the Darius head. Rucker. Um, but we were talking a couple of weeks ago about supergroups, right? Remember uh, some of the most interesting supergroups? Oh yeah, you asked me form. if I like supergroups, and I couldn't really give you an answer. <laughs> Right, because we didn't think of any, and it was weird that that came up right before Chris Cornell died, because can you remember one of the all-time great supergroups, it was only formed for a very brief period of time, called Temple of the Dog. Yeah, so Temple of the Dog was Eddie Vedder and Chris Cornell. Right, so it was Eddie Vedder, Chris Cornell, but it was members of both bands, Mother Love Bone, which was the original name of Pearl Jam, Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, Soundgarden. So one of the things that you're going to want to know for an upcoming Quizzo game are those people because it's going to be a big bonus question in there if you can come up with the All right, right back at you guys. Wasn't uh, Chris Cornell in another – he was in another super group. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Uh, Audio Slave. Yeah, you got it. Absolutely, and that was a later one for him. Then who was in Audio Slave besides Chris Cornell? It was uh, the backing band of Stone Temple Pilots, correct? Yep. It was uh, the DeLuca brothers, I believe, were their names. Yeah, they uh, couldn't get along with Scott Weiland, right, right, who's right. also not with us anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, basically the entire grunge scene. Yeah, if you when, think when Kurt Cobain, Cobain, obviously, going. Yeah, it's Eddie Vedder. It's like, put him in plastic wrap. Yeah. Keep him alive. <laughs> like, and, and maybe Dave Grohl, I think, gets a little there. You know what I mean? He's, I think he's a pretty... Uh, a pretty strong representative of the grunge scene. Uh, he's definitely had a lot of success. When it's all said and done, he'll look get looked back on as a legend. I mean, Foo Fighters is just, yeah. as far as albums sold and concert money. Yeah, and, the success of the yeah. Foo Fighters. Good band. Very few times does a guy who's a, you know, a drummer in one band go to front another band and become you know super successful. All right, any other, any other? I can't think of a single I mean, example. I know Phil Collins was the drummer of uh, Genesis. Don Henley. Don Henley oh, was okay. the drummer for the Eagles. So, That's a good one. So there's a couple that have come to mind. Um, all right, what do you got for me in entertainment? I got one more thing that if we get to, I'll mention. If not, we'll, we'll wrap it up. All right, I'll bounce a quick one to you, and then you can come back at me with something. Sure. And I'll wrap it up. All right. Uh, so we lost a bond. Yeah, we did. We did. Okay, I saw Roger, Roger Moore. Moore. Sir Roger Moore. Sir Roger Moore, yep. So this is a uh, multiple choice for you guys. Who's appeared as James Bond more often in film? Roger Moore. Sean Connery, or have they been in the same amount of movies? I don't think they were in the same amount because I think I've seen this question before, and I'm reasonably sure Roger Moore has been the Bond the most. Yeah, because that that would be my guess along with that. I, I'm not a big it's Bond. It's not film George Lazenby. I know yeah. that. And so I'm going with Roger Moore. Yeah, I would say Roger Moore. All right, I'm over here pumping my fist. You got us? They've both been Bond seven S- times. Ah, so it's a tie. There you go. Okay, so Connery and Moore are tied for the most uh, Bond appearances ever. And Daniel Craig's been in what, four? I like him. Let's see. He's been in uh, so Casino Royale. Mm-hmm. He was in Spectre most recently. Yep. He was in Skyfall. Skyfall was one... just a question, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, recently. Was there yeah, one more? yeah, I think we had this recently. Yeah, What? there's definitely another one. Yeah, so I think he's been in four. I'm trying to think what the fourth one was, but uh, yeah, you got Spectre Skyfall, Casino Royale. Hmm. <laughs> uh, the last one, Quantum of Solace. That's ah, right, right yeah, because yeah, with yeah, a Quantum Q. Of Solace. Yeah, so think like of a it. Superman movie. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> a good one, but uh, he's been yeah. good. I mean, I don't know that last one. People liked it. Spectre. I fell asleep. I don't know. Yeah. It's, you know, I mean, the they're, in, they, they're interesting for what they are. In. At least Tom Cruise isn't the star of James Bond. That's all oh, speaking of, did you hear there was a Val Kilmer sighting? Val Kilmer. Yes. Have you heard from Val Kilmer in years? No, but I like him. All right, so hot off the press, Val Kilmer has announced that he is ready to co-star with Tom Cruise in Top Gun 2. <laughs> so if they're looking for him. 
Dear yeah. God. Yeah. He's going to revisit Iceman. I don't see why not. I mean, honestly, Crew said it's definitely happening. Oh, they're making it. Yeah. Oh, I, I'll tell you. One of my favorite I'll movies. I'll tell you who's from not coming back. <laughs> Ghost. Oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Sorry. Is that, a, is that a spoiler? Is that too soon? <laughs> was that Anthony Edwards that yeah, Blood Goose? Anthony Edwards, absolutely. Who, who was very underrated was, himself. I think he's been good Was that Great stuff. Balls of Fire that he sang? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gotta love that. Well, who didn't see that coming? Um, all right, I think that's, uh, that's basically... I had uh, one more thing in entertainment. I'm going to see if uh, you guys, I'm sure, this is, this is basically shooting ducks in a barrel, but can you name me the first two movies that starred Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore? All right, well, I think they were in The Wedding Singer together and yeah, 50, First 50 First Dates. States. Was there a different one? Yeah. yeah, like I said, shooting fish in a barrel. But okay. uh, the, the reason why I bring that up is because Sandler's got this deal with Netflix, and I finally got to go watch uh first couple of these Netflix movies that he's done. And I got to say, the last one was reasonably funny. Uh, it was it was had a, it's called uh, Sandy I have Wetzler. no idea what the context is, but I saw a report from the Cannes Film Festival that they were talking about that he might get nominated for an Oscar for something. Sandler? Is that possible? Yeah, yeah. I'll look it up and uh, talk it about was it. But I, the last one that I saw <laughs> that I saw him in, but. I saw a headline that said like report from Can Adam Sandler looking at a possible Oscar nomination. I don't know what the I didn't read the article. Unless he does another movie like Punch Drug in Love, I can't see him getting nominated for anything. That was a great the, movie, except for the Razzies. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got a perfect segue for you. But there was a great story about how those two came together. I don't know if oh, you ever good, heard yeah. that. So that that was the reason why I brought the question. Yeah, was yeah, just asked that into the wind. Um, so I, and I heard this on Stern. Uh, Drew Barrymore was being interviewed. She basically saw Adam Sandler, and she said to herself, "Like I can make girls like him." And she came up with this idea to be in movies with him because she had this feeling that, like, me and you in a movie, I can make girls like you, like a leading guy. Right. So okay. So he had done what? Happy Gilmore at that point. Right. He had done Billy, Billy Madison, Madison at that point, and then she was going to make him more of a male lead. Exactly. Yeah. Nice. He had all his silly you know, stuff. So kind of did it brilliantly. She you saw think about those it. movies. She contacted his management. She met him. He said, like, he even though he was like romantically not in love with her, but he fell in love with her instantly. Mm. Uh, she had like rainbow hair that day or whatever else, and he. She basically just said, "Look, I've seen you in these movies. You're funny. I can make women fall in love with you. Like if you will take that funny into a romantic place." That's thinking Holly about herself too, isn't it? When you think about that, it is. Yeah. But it's you know, I mean, it re- it really resurrected Drew Barrymore's career. I mean, if you think about it, that launched her a whole nother time. Yeah, it uh, took her from being the, the crazy young girl who showed her Charlie's Angels stuff and she to got David that Letterman. franchise exactly. So that's uh, all right, guys. So stuff. I got the information on the Oscar buzz. Okay. <laughs> the beginning of the article actually says Adam Sandler has made a bunch of bad movies lately. See, <laughs> Sandy Wexler. <laughs> All right, so this is crazy because we were talking about this guy who probably nobody's even ever heard of, but we we talked about him a month or so ago. Noah Baumbach, he's the guy that made Greenberg. Okay, yeah, yeah. All right, Adam Sandler is in Noah Baumbach's latest movie called The Meyerowitz Stories. Oh, interesting. Okay. Okay. It premiered Sunday at in France and met with uh, rapturous reviews at a four minute standing ovation. Holy crap! So wow, interesting. So yeah, something to look out for. Noel so Baumbach's Sandler. new film. Yeah, I mean, if you're thinking about it from a Sandler perspective, why wouldn't you take that deal from Netflix? You get to do whatever you want, make whatever movie you want. It's not like he does huge action budget, you know, films anyway. Mm-hmm. So you might as well just uh, have that type of deal. I think it's I think it's genius. So. Uh, that's all I had for you in entertainment, Nick. You got anything uh, last for us? Yeah, I've got to. I've got to get into this because you know we're always so loaded with stuff. But this I have to get to because time is passing here. So, what uh, 
What celebrity's sister-in-law sold her business for $2.4 billion? Ooh, celebrities. And I want to say this happened about a month ago. I've been trying to get to it. What celebrity's sister-in-law sold her business for $2.4 billion? Charlie, total blank there, Oz. Yeah. Got nothing for you. No, not with that information. Nothing for you. All right, so Sandler was a great segue for this. Okay. Anything? Nope. She sold her company to Coach. For two point four billion. Interesting. Who is it? Uh, she is Kate Spade. Kate Spade, yeah. Of pocketbook fame. Okay. Mm. And she's married to David Spade's brother. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so, so David Spade's sister-in-law, sister-in-law just sold her company. Kate, for, so that's Kate Spade. That's Kate Spade. So, so there is a relationship between. Oh yeah, she the Spades. married. The, yeah, she married his brother. But she's not a natural Spade. Not no, natural but she's Spade. got her husband's name. Hey. Good for her. Yeah, that's, but who thought like oh, Kate Spade it. bags? Yeah, it's actually uh, no, no. That's that's actually excellent, excellent, excellent trivia. Um, you know, uh, I don't think I have. Oh, so this is something that's going to be a, a very much a helpful hint for somebody because I want to get this on the podcast specifically for the reason that this is one of those that I think is going to be a challenging number ten question that's going to get asked. But if we can encourage people to listen to the podcast then they will start to have these types of clues, and those more difficult questions will be less difficult. Um, So one thing I want people out there to listen to is pay very close attention, find very close attention to the most beautiful cities in the world. Okay, Now, Forbes did a a thing about the most beautiful cities in the world, and it got me thinking about— I guess Toronto was on there. Is that what made you think of this? It made me wonder if it was on there, and it was not. (laughs) Was Vancouver? Yes, Vancouver yeah, that's is the on one the I list. Yeah. I don't know if you remember when the Olympics were in Vancouver. That was the most beautiful Olympics I remember. Like every shot was just gorgeous. I've the never whole, been there. The but whole trip dying was to basically go. trying to. I, that was mentally. I was like thinking to myself, you know, what constitutes the most beautiful city or the most beautiful city. So something to look at there. I'm not going to go down this list. We're not going to get through the list, but I want to put that into the ether. So if you do go listen to the podcast, there'll be something to look up and and have a conversation about. But um, you know. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that on another day. Anything last uh, that you want to get to, and then we'll uh, get DJ Oz's last uh, last licks here before we wish him well on his first Quizzo night. He's hosting his first Quizzo show tonight, so if you want to get out. Uh, yeah, you're hosting at the famous Tony's Baltimore Grill, which is actually uh, owned by my fraternity brother. That's right, ATO, Alpha to the Omega. Yeah, at, Chris uh, Tarsitano's uh, family when I was oh. at the, He pledged like the year after me. And found that he was from Margie. And yep. Owns the Baltimore Grill, which is a place we've frequented a ton. Absolutely. Over the years. Best pizza in Atlantic City, folks. Uh, Not the, even the close. The cherry so. pepper pizza. Oh, my Dude. God. It, so They could pay me in pizza, and I would do it every <laughs> single week. <laughs> and the clams in uh, Linguini. Well, they're not. They're going to pay you uh, hopefully in money, <laughs> not in pizza. But uh, so, so go see that. It's every Wednesday night, eight thirty at Tony's Baltimore. Grill. Yeah, good luck, guys. It was great having you in today. Thank Absolutely. you very much. Absolutely. Anything else uh, you got, Nick? Or save and it I'm for all next in. Week. We got Stanley Cup playoffs. Finally, the NBA Finals is here. I've been waiting all season for it. <laughs> it's, it should be good. I just hope it's. I, I hope it goes six or seven because if it doesn't, this was the worst NBA season in history. Can you imagine how bad next season is going to be? Nobody's going to care. I mean, I didn't care at all this season. Well, it makes for a great rivalry. We'll see what happens. But, uh, you know, I, I certainly think that um, this will be an interesting series. And it's certainly... I hope so. It can cement LeBron's legacy. I mean, this is if what he, we've been waiting he, for. If he wins it, you know, people will start to chatter. Is he the best ever? I mean, I know yeah, it's Yeah, I hard think that to, chatter's already started. Definitely well, already started. It, it's going to... If this happens in his favor, then it'll really start to pick up some speed. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But he's one of those few guys, along with the Bryce Harpers of the world, that's lived up to the hype. That sure, looked up to the hype up. and beyond. Him and Tiger are the people yeah. I think of that have 
Oh, all speaking the hype. of Tiger, I'm Ooh. sure we'll get to that in a in a future uh, sports round when we talk about it. But uh, anytime a celebrity gets arrested, folks, you know what's coming, folks. You know what's coming. Mugshots, mugshots, especially round. when they're as good as Tiger's mugshot. That was fantastic. I might blow that up in a poster and put it on my wall. Mugshot round. So, folks, if if you're looking I for want, the mugshot, I want rounds. like the picture of him pumping his fist in '97 <laughs> side by side with the mugshot. I think that would make for that would make for a uh, an excellent. Dual image oh, yeah. there. It's like, Throw my hands in the air every time I walk past it. Good tiger, bad tiger. <laughs> so, all right, guys. Uh, so for Nick, uh, my name is Drew. That does it for this week's Quizzo podcast. We will see you next week. Everybody be safe. This has been the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Visit us online at quizzopodcast.com for more information. I could do that. Really? Well, yes, uh- As a journalist, I should get to know the city that I'm covering. But this is not a date. No, of course not. Strictly professional. Wonderful. Great. (laughs) So I pick you up 8 o'clock? 9. Downstairs. Mr. Bergen, you have a massive erection. Really? Yes, I do. Um, I'm sorry. It's the, it's the pleats. It's, it's actually an optical illusion. It's the pattern on the pants that's not fl- flattering the crotchal region. I'm actually taking them back right now. I'm taking them back to the 